Nice little neck crack there. Uh, so cool. You know, I uh, watched the Super Bowl a lot, and the Chainsmokers were on the uh, pregame, pregame little concert outside of SoFi. It's a little pleasant surprise. I um, I thought the halftime show was you know really good. Uh, probably the best I've seen ever because I love Dre and Snoop and Mary J. Blige, who I was talking about, was on a halftime show back in the day, which was really good. I forget which one, but uh, you know that was great. And then Eminem too for like half a song. <laughs> that was that was pretty good. Um, and uh, what else? There was uh, my visit. Fifty Fifty showed up. Wow. Speaking of half a song, Fifty Cent um, showed up hanging upside down, and that was that was cool. That was pretty cool. He's still very fit. Fifty. That's uh, that's some good stuff right there. Fifty is uh, doing well. Um, representing queens she was raised out in brooklyn uh and that's that so great super bowl and um i was watching today on instagram because i think everybody's reviewed the super bowl who cares about the super bowl people are like oh it's thursday already nobody cares about the super bowl anymore but to say that it was a great game the rams had their ring uh fitting yesterday posted that on instagram that was pretty cool um i was watching another post the nfl posted which was uh joe burrow I don't know if anybody saw this. He was like um, kind of, uh, what do you call it? Just uh, maybe he was mic'd up or maybe he was like the over mic. You know, the uh, they have um, people know this if they've been inside like a dome. Even sometimes with outdoor stadiums, they're able to do this like connected to the goalpost. But they have like the overhanging camera. And there's also some sound stuff on there. So they can capture a lot of like really cool sound and uh, footage from like right above. Literally, like it's kind of creepy too by the way what if it affected a pass i always wondered like what if what if the pass hit that camera those operators have to be super good um operating that like on the field but anyway um so joe joe burrow's like mic'd up and he's um really cool posted to um the nfl instagram and it's like he's just like saying hi to everybody that he grew up liking which i think was super cool like he was just like Aaron donald what's up oh man i grew up grew up watching a big fan i was like eric Weddle, how you doing joe burrow nice to meet you brother and just like all, all the just everybody that he you know that rams players you know that he's playing against in the super bowl he's just like saying hi to him. and he's like hey how you doing big fan you know <laughs> i'm just like damn I, I like this guy joe burrow and uh you know that's true he's just kind of that joe cool um didn't have enough uh with the current cast but i think that uh going forward like he's going to be a real really really good uh quarterback in this league top five for sure i'd already put him there maybe um going in the next season and um you know i just i really like the way he plays and just his calm cool collectedness i mean i feel like they very easily you know barring a kind of a wasted play a very big big play on third down um yeah the outcome could have definitely been different but that said everything happens for a reason and i think without a doubt you know as the Rams season they were just so good all year and down the stretch in the playoffs and like i said you know something about these uh, teams 
that have the wild card game and and they sort of get that uh get on a streak they're able to kind of come into sync when it matters the most and i've always said that i think when i first realized that the wild card team the, the the hot hand no matter how you know, great you play during the season, um, no, no matter how shitty of a month of September, September, like for baseball, you know, a lot of teams don't play the best in September. The Cardinals one year were one of them, which is interesting because last year they were not. They were a really good September team winning like, what, 19 in a row, 20 in a row, 21 in a row, whatever it was, and just couldn't get it together in the wild card game. Of course, they had to play the Dodgers. But it's just funny that uh, you know you get in those these wild card games and just you get in sync and that they came out really hot in that wild card game against Arizona, also at SoFi and uh, they're there in the Super Bowl like a month later because the NFL playoffs take forever, um, much like all the playoffs now. But but you know especially because they have the week in between the championship, the league championship, and then the Super Bowl. So they were still that hot. I mean they looked a lot like they did in that wild card game against Arizona. And um, just the whole game looked like probably the better team, except for a couple quarters when Cincinnati was able to get some things going. Joe Mixon, I think, was maybe used a lot in the second quarter, and I think that might have affected his durability in the fourth quarter. I, I think it's really hard uh, to take a lot of hits against the Rams' defense, but I was talking about that to somebody. and I don't know. A lot of people aren't mentioning that, but I think it's, it's important to know, you know, running backs in this league, you have to really – kind of monitor and and conserve their use because you're taking a lot of hits especially against the rams defense i mean we're talking about von miller aaron donald like i mean you know all-star talent that's just coming at you and can lay a hit and so you know i mean you really gotta yeah protect the ball yeah like run your offense but if your offense goes through joe mixon a lot you know and he's taking a lot of hits that, that might not be so great but then to the same extent it's like OBJ went down. Like, that's crazy. So, anyway, Super Bowl was great. Big fan. Um, and that's that. So, um, everyone's talking about that. And hockey's back. They just had their all-star game a couple weeks ago. And uh, everybody's back now. The Rangers, who had, like, the longest all-star break out of them all, came back, I think, Monday night um, and won in a shootout, which was really cool to see. Madison Square Garden, a lot of – my buddies were there with their highlights on Instagram and uh, Twitter, and uh, great to see the Rangers back in action. Really a, a solid team in the East this year. Haven't been – the Rangers have not been this good, I would say, probably since what, like 20, uh, 2014, that cup year? There's a 15. I forget. Against the Kings? That was wild. And it's an East Coast-West Coast battle for the uh, Stanley Cup that year. It, it may well be that again. I don't know. The Kings aren't looking too bad. Um the Ducks are really actually a good team in the West this year, too. And then, um, you know, the Blues are right there. I mean, but that's not really an East Coast, West Coast thing. But the Blues, man, uh, still looking pretty good right now, which is awesome to see. And, um, you know, I just I'm excited now that we can focus on hockey and March Madness right around the corner and the conference championships and college basketball. That's really exciting. Uh, looking like the SEC looking like the sec might actually get seven teams in and you think that and uh you're like whoa but like who are those seven teams right like missouri's nowhere to be found which is weird because usually when you get seven teams in more times out of yeah more times than not missouri's going to be one of them 
but they're not this year, and it's interesting. So um, still, like, they're projecting seven teams out of uh, not only the SEC, seven teams out of the Big Ten, seven teams out of the Big East, and I believe uh, seven teams out of the Big 12 as well. And then the rest you could figure out, but that's pretty strong. Uh, and I think it was like five out of the Pac-12. I mean, you're really top-heavy in the Pac-12 with uh, UCLA, USC, and uh, Arizona. But yeah, man, um, what I what what stood out to me most is some of these uh, you know bracketologies, Joe Lenardi's bracketology, and um, Jonathan Rothstein, and it's like what I'm looking at right now is the ACC, just how down the ACC is. I mean, that is kind of the basketball conference. You know, you're, you're talking about, like, Duke and North Carolina, North Carolina State, and I don't know, what, Syrac- Syracuse back in the day? Or, or now, they, now they're in the ACC. They were in the Big East. Uh, but they're nowhere to be found this year. And then, um, you know, just Virginia, right? Uh, just, I don't know. That that's That's the basketball conference, in my opinion. Although I prefer to watch the Big East, I think it's more competitive and, you know, it's kind of cool. The smaller Big East arenas, the fans are like right there and it's just, you know, it's smaller schools, but it's just kind of more exciting. You know, Mike Anderson's at St. John's now. Like I'm always kind of watching on FS, FS1, I believe is their network, but I'm just always watching the Big East. Uh, I was watching a great game the other night in the Big East, Providence and uh, Villanova up in Providence. And that was a great game. It was like a breast cancer awareness thing they did. Everybody wore pink. Um, the uh, I posted it actually. The the coach of Providence grabbed the PA mic, like the the PA announcer had a microphone, obviously because they're the PA announcer. But so the public address announcer's microphone got picked up by the head coach of Providence, and he he starts talking and telling the fans not to throw anything on the court because they were obviously a little, you know, it's like an eight against a ten situation. So it's a pretty big game, and you know everyone's wearing pink. It's very loud. I guess they got there like two hours before the game, and whatever nationally televised. So they were throwing things at Villanova, and uh, the uh, Providence coach had to be like, "No, nah, we we can't do that, you guys. Come on." Um, so that's kind of funny. You don't see that too often. A coach just goes over to the uh, public address announcer at center court there and picks up the mic. Kind of like that. Kind of taking charge, leading the uh, leading by example and by voice, I guess. So, anyway, but the ACC, yeah, really a down year in the ACC, which is surprising. Um, as good as, like, Miami has looked at times, Florida State has looked at times, North Carolina not very good, Duke, you know, definitely a down year, which is sad because it's Coach K's last year, but, you know, they could still do well in, in the tournament. Who knows? Um, but that's cool. So we can look forward to college basketball. I'm always, you know, hyping up uh, the March Madness and giving – uh, people, my uh, bracketology, and you know, I think it's a it's a fun time. So a lot of people have the seasonal depression after the NFL's gone, but I say, you know, don't worry, don't worry, things will be better. We have uh, March Madness, we have baseball around the corner if they play, um, and it looks like they might. It looks like they can hopefully settle on something. Not sure what, but um, it definitely looks like they could uh, make. Some sort of agreement, I believe, by March 1st is what their, like, little deadline is uh, to get something going. And um, a lot of free agents still. They can't, obviously, get to that until these uh, negotiations are kind of, um, you know, they can come to an agreement. So nobody can sign anywhere. So if you're a free agent right now, you're, you're literally still a free agent. Like, you're just chilling at your house, 
not sure who you're going to play for next year. But I think the teams can talk to one, like can talk to these guys. So you know, like Chris Bryant might, you know, get some phone calls or whatnot. You know, maybe the Yankees gave him a call. Maybe the Mets. Uh, you know, maybe uh, the Dodgers. I don't know. Just uh, it, it'll be interesting to see once they, and I think they will by March first. But it, it should be cool to see, like who's going to be the super team this year? Because like on paper. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it looks like, but uh, you know, Scherzer's a Scherzer's a New York Met, so that's kind of like to me that's a big deal. Wherever he goes, that seems to be the favorite to win it all. And the only reason they didn't last year is because the Braves just were the better team. They just played together as a team about as good as you can, pretty much since July. And you know, speaking of hot teams and getting like into the playoffs hot. That was kind of the Atlanta Braves, and I don't even believe they were a wild card team. I think they won the NL East, right? But but still, like, not the best team for at least half of the season. Um, you know, like July, whatever. Like by the All Star game, no one was like, "Oh yeah, the Braves are a team to look out for." No, nobody said that. They were just they were that good when it mattered. They were that good in September. They were that good. Not even September, October, really. It's and, and that's it. So. Should be cool to uh, to see, you know, where some of these guys are, are going to be headed. Aaron Judge might get in a contract extension, and he's really due, so that should be interesting too because, um, man, the Judge, could you imagine him not playing for the Yankees? That would just be – I couldn't see it. I couldn't – like he, to me, he's just like embodies the – Post Derek Jeter era New York Yankees, like there's nothing, there's no one else to me that sticks out when I'm, when I'm thinking of the Yankees. I'm like that, that's Aaron Judge, uh, you know, he's just that guy. But um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, should be should be cool. Hopefully they'll come to an agreement soon. So for sports, yeah, pretty exciting stuff. Uh, getting a lisp again. It's annoying. Anyway, uh, okay, so we have, um, uh, yeah, what am I watching? 1883 back, watching that all day, snow day today. If you're at University of Missouri, probably uh, any school in Missouri. Everything virtual, doing virtual things. Uh, By the way, the Super Bowl commercial with that virtual, like, Chuck E. Cheese character, not a fan. I think that's weird. I think it's stupid, and I'm all about real, baby, so... I'm just like, yeah, Meta's great, and, and people love their video games, and I'm just not a video gamer at all, I never have been, but I think it could be a little unhealthy if we're just all, like, having our own virtual reality, because I think it could cause a lot of, like, mental health issues, because people are going to be like, oh, but I saw her there yesterday, and it's like, you saw her on your camera there yesterday, like, <laughs> but I'm having a relationship with her, she loves me, and it's like, it's like, you're a creep just, like, giving her tokens, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> I... I don't know, man. Like, I think if you're creepy uh, and in the AI world, you're just going to be even creepier. And, and, we're, and there's going to be lots of problems with that, I feel like. They're going to open up, which is great for uh, healthcare, by the way. They're going to be opening up a plethora of mental health uh, clinics for these people that are just, like, virtualed out and uh, not really with, with reality. So I don't know, man. Look, I, I'm all about meta. You know, I think Facebook can connect people if used the right way and things like that. But... You know, I mean, when we're talking about Chuck E. Cheese characters uh, living in a you know fantasy world, I, I think that could send the wrong message, and I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant to say like, oh, that's a great idea. So, um, I can't take this call. Can I call you later? Perfect. Okay.
Yeah, and then the other thing, uh, a lot of good commercials. The Joneses, I liked. Uh, speaking of commercials, why am I going to commercials now? Oh, what am I watching? Yeah. No, I'm not watching commercials. I'm watching 1883, but back to Super Bowl commercials real quick. The Joneses was interesting because I haven't seen Leslie Jones in a while, and I love Leslie Jones on SNL. And here she is with uh, with Tommy Lee Jones, and uh, who I just like. He's hard to look at for me. He he just like looks like I don't know. I mean, he's he's good. He's a good actor that's like rugged and rough around the edges, and he's like Men in Black original Will Smith. I get it, but I just was never a huge fan. But I like Leslie Jones, and of course Rashida Jones, and then uh, Nick Jonas shows up, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, because it's Jonas, not Jones, uh, a little different there, but I see what they did there. It was, it was good. It was a good commercial. There was, there was a couple like cute little commercials like that. Um, and I always wonder about Doritos too. They I, do Doritos actually sell more after the Super Bowl? Are people just like, wow, it's such a great commercial. I got to go get my Doritos now. Like, I, I, I don't know to me, like I eat, I eat Doritos year round. And, um, but after the Super Bowl, I, I look at them and I'm like, eh. Yeah, that was too much. I, I didn't like that. So gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a break, Doritos. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I did not buy Doritos last time I was at the store. Maybe I will next time. Who knows? You know, sometimes it's just like if something is to me like if something is too over the top, I I just I have to put them in timeout for a little bit. You know, anything, anything. Like you, if you roll out the red carpet, red carpet for me and. And I'm just like, uh, like in a, you know, not not actual red carpet, but you know what I mean. Like, uh, put on a show for me, and it, if it's like just too much, too much coming at me too quickly, like a Doritos commercial on the Super Bowl, uh, circa. I mean, really not circa, but like ever, every single year since probably 2005. I don't know, just too much, just too much. Like Doritos, just yeah, every year too much. Um, eh, what else? Commercials. Ah, who cares? Yeah, I don't know. 1883, though. Big fan. I'm catching up now. I've been watching uh, Euphoria, like, basically live, or, like, maybe an hour after it originally airs. And that's kind of, like, my show, because I think it's a good social study of, like, the younger generation and, like, you know, those those kids, uh, those, you know, those kids, uh, those 18, 19, 20-year-olds, whatever. And um, I'm really into seeing how Zendaya recovers, seeing what that'll look like, and uh, the whole dynamic with you know Nate and his father now being gone. Well, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but and then I was thinking too uh, that his relationship dynamic because he could uh, at that little school, that little circle of characters, seems like he'd get just about anybody, and uh, he's he's like still talking to the brunette, which. I guess people have teams now. They're like, you're either team, uh, whatever her name is, or you're team Cassie, who I like better, personally. But <laughs> what's the uh, brunette's name? Um, Monica or something? I don't know. Uh, no, it's not Monica. I know it's not Monica. I just uh, She looks like a Monica to me, or like a, uh, I don't know, like an Anna, maybe? I don't know what, I don't know what she looks like, to be honest. Um, but that's not her name. That's not her name. That's not her name. Remember that song? That's not mine. Yeah, cool. All right, uh, but I, I'm definitely Team Cassie because I like how kind of like I mean, she, yeah, she's kind of like dumb, but I. It's not that I like that part of her. I just think she's like more genuine, actually. Like she actually likes this guy for some reason, and um, she just like you know waking up at four a.m. to get ready uh, and, and try to like 
catches attention in school, just like really, you know, public school, like going to probably come across him maybe once or twice a day, I guess, if they don't have any classes together. And she's going all in, baby. She's like in the shower. She's, um, you know, getting everything did up and, and just like trying to catch his attention. And that says to me, that's dedication. So uh, I, I respect the hell out of that. The other girl, too, I don't really like her attitude, but um, sometimes anyway. But she seems like down to earth. Yeah, like in other episodes, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do if I was Nate. I just can't relate to that guy at all. So like I, like I said, I think he actually likes the transgender one, and that's cool, too. Um, so it's whatever he wants. And I think that, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's an interesting guy. He's, you know, a lot of stuff with his father, obviously, but... I, I can't relate to him at all. Um, I'm like a mix of him, Fesco, and Dominic Five. Uh, so I can't relate to just one character. Like I'm, I'm a pretty good floater of a person. So I, I just, you know, I'm a mix. I'm a mixed breed over here. And so, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. But everyone's like, "Oh, are you Team Cassidy or Team Miranda?" And I'm like, "Who's Miranda?" And I still can't think of her name. What the hell's her name? I have to go to Euphoria characters um most recent episode what happened um yeah i don't know you guys could figure it out on your own i don't want to give anything away uh but i'm watching 1883 because i i gotta catch up on this oh, her name is maddie of course like how, how can i not remember um and yeah i don't know i think it's cool too mod or lexi i i said that to somebody the other day and i was like no i'm you know what i'm not team cassie or team maddie i'm team mod and they're like who's mod <laughs> i'm like you don't know that's her name like mod appetite like judd's daughter come on uh okay but uh yeah it's lexi in the show so <laughs> excuse me um and uh yeah so 1883 that i'm watching now um because it's thursday and euphoria is on sundays and Thursdays uh, is my 1883 day, I guess. I, I don't really know what that means, but um, yeah, I'm just catching up today because I haven't seen it a long, uh, probably in like a week or two. But I love Tim McGraw, Faith Hill. I mean, I never thought they would have a show together and be quite the team. Uh, you know, it's just great. LaMonica Garrett, amazing. Emmy worthy for sure. Sam Elliott, Emmy worthy for sure. And that's really who I think will get the Emmys. I think it's LaMonica Garrett, like best, uh, su- best like support. And uh, Sam Elliott for probably, um, I don't know what you would uh, most, he would get an Emmy for something. <laughs> I don't know what it would be, but you got to give Sam an Emmy. And then I think Tim McGraw would get like best father figure in a Western drama. So that's, that's probably not an award, but if it was, I think that that's Tim McGraw's award, uh, Emmy for sure is, is that one. But, uh, and then, and then Elsa, right? People are freaking out. Cause by episode six, I don't know if I don't want to give anything away, but like she's single again. And then, but I'm like, you guys got to remember it's a TV show. Like she's been single all semester, you know, like think about it, you know? And, um, I don't know. I, <laughs> she, She's out doing her thing. I'm just saying uh, it's kind of funny how people get caught up in shows. They're like, oh, now he's single. I have a chance. Uh, or she in this case. But, yeah, no, I, I see that all the time. And it's just like it's a TV show. So uh, pretty sure she's, she's, you know, Isabel May, the lovely Isabel May, I think, has been single 
uh, the entire school year at UCLA Online and, and probably filming some other things right now. So probably very busy. But, you know, I just think uh, it's a great show. It's the beginning. It's the pre uh, the prequel to uh, Yellowstone, which is like the Sopranos West. And uh, I've actually never seen Yellowstone because I think it's important to like watch the prequel and take the Seroquel. No, I'm just kidding. Don't take Seroquel. Um, dude, Seroquel is a weird drug. Uh, people take that and they just eat. I'm like, how do you, why would you take that then? Like my thing was like, I wanted to take stuff that didn't allow me to eat because I'm trying to lose weight, you know? And these guys are like, oh no, it's great. It's like it's like smoking like uh, six blunts, and I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to smoke six blunts. Like I have no, you know, maybe when I was like 18, but not no, not now, no, never, never that. Uh, but okay, so um, uh, I'm drug free and going on two years sober. So just wanted to uh, remind everybody, I, I don't do drugs, and uh, a I won't have an attitude. R I will respect myself. E I will educate me now. That's the model for Dare. We came up with it at Mid Rivers Elementary, and if you don't know that. You can contact Rhonda Durwachter. Um, because <laughs> uh, she made that song. Anyway, she also made a nine eleven song that we sent as part of like a philanthropy uh, project after nine eleven. We made this song for um, like the victims of the fallen heroes, uh, like their families. So Rhonda Durwachter is probably one of the greatest elementary school. Um, composers, song, singer songwriter, singer songwriters of um, of like ever. I mean, I, I I would be not shocked, but I would be I would be surprised if there were another Rhonda Durwalker in this country. Like, think about that. She made the Dare song and the nine eleven philanthropy song. Not many people do that. I don't even remember the. Nine, oh, I think it was like We Are One Country or something. I just remember singing it and feeling like that was pretty incredible for somebody to be able to do that um, like two weeks after it happened. Like the whole country's distraught or whatever and, and she's like over here writing songs. I'm like, damn, like that's true spirit. That's how you do things. If you're a true artist, you dig deep and you get creative and try to find solutions and be helpful and uh you know being a kind generous human that's how you do it you don't do it by like attacking people you do it by doing what you do best and if that's being creative then that's being creative but that said if you're if what you do best is like i don't know serve french fries then then yeah do that too uh, something like either way i love people that serve french fries and when you don't give me my fries a steak and shake i get a little unhappy but it's no big deal you know i get it it can be busy at times like i i've done it you know i've probably forgotten to give people their fries and it can be very hectic you know like uh, working on ventura boulevard and uh as people are coming in at uh, 12 a.m and and you're like, hey, uh, hey, Johnny, what are you doing here? And it's like, oh, I just got done filming. And I'm like, oh, yeah, here's your French fries, bro. Like, so, you know, I get it. It can be tough. And because everybody wants something better for themselves, for their family. So, you know, but sometimes, like, it's what you have to do. And, like, I've been there. I've worked at McDonald's. And, like, just being, especially, like, working at McDonald's in Studio City, like, <laughs> It's kind of embarrassing. So I just, uh, you know, 
I get it. But but don't get mad at me and don't think that I'm like – I know there's like this narrative out there that, and, and I don't know if it's like an ethnic cleansing campaign like started in Ethiopia in 94 but don't bring that shit to america bro like don't 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 think that somebody going through the drive-thru is better or thinks that they're better than you and then and then therefore you forgot forget to give conveniently forget to give them their fries that they paid for like come on you know what i mean like you can't just assume propaganda you know what i mean like i don't like i don't look at people from michigan and just assume they all love hockey right like that (laughs) that would be crazy you know what i mean so i'm just just things that I notice, kind of BS things, and that's what that's a cool thing, by the way. That uh, who was it? Uh, Eric Weddle said to Joe Burrow, like when when they were like shaking hands, meeting each other, like in between plays, it was caught on camera, and uh, Eric's like, Eric's like, um, what did he say? He's like, oh, you cool man, you keep it real, you're no bullshit guy. I love that, and I'm like, dude, Eric Weddle, that's like that's exactly what I would say about him too. That's exactly what I would say about him. He shows up. I love this guy. He shows up to the, uh, they all, by the way, they all did actually. They all had uh, either like a tie-dye shirts on, like with some sort of message on them, or a hoodie. They all, for their for their ring fitting yesterday, all the Rams players, they showed up with like yeah, either a hoodie, or as I like to call it, a uniform, and, uh, and or like a tie-dye shirt with like end racism or some like message on there. And I just thought that was so cool. Uh, how often do you see that? You know, every other team. Well, besides maybe the uh, 2016 Chicago Cubs, because you know Joe Madden's like, oh, let's let's wear Halloween costumes. Uh, <laughs> I just remember they always did that, like every single flight. But um, no, I. You know what I mean? Like, how often does a team wear all wear hoodies? I mean, that that's not by accident. So, okay, I'm um, just gonna take a quick break. No. No, that's enough. 30 minutes today, uh, part one. And you guys can check me out. Um, hopefully be at the East Side Tavern soon in Columbia, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, probably soon. But I need to uh, fix my schedule um, with with some other funds that I'm behind on. And, and then I'll maybe try to do a um, maybe like a five-minute routine uh, at East Side Tavern, but probably not this upcoming week but maybe the one after that so uh you know uh stay tuned i guess for details but um yeah man i don't know great great we can focus on hockey now one of my favorite sports of all time and um hopefully i can get over to a blues game too that'd be sweet i know the rangers actually come here in march so that'll be a pretty big game um and that's about it but uh also righteous gemstones on right after euphoria and a lot of people not a lot of people relative to the people the numbers like nielsen ratings that watch euphoria not nearly as many watch the righteous gemstones but i love the righteous gemstones and i think everybody should watch it so you know watch it it's a good show john goodman um who just got out of his coma so big news and uh the guy from workaholics too um, you you guys you guys will know, and of course Danny McBride. So uh, watch Righteous Gemstones if you're not already. Watch 1883, great show. Um, but you know I'm not trying to tell you what to do. But these are uh, entertaining things. But uh, everyone should do well uh, if you're in school. Like study hard, study often, and uh, be smart out there. And don't drink and drive.